This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, I'm Jason, and I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon. You should do the same, because the world just needs more GXG to make it a better place. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon to donate to the cause. No life, no fun! Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners to this episode 124 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? Wouldn't be a show without Mo. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, John? In this episode, we return to Hawkins, Indiana to check in on Will, Eleven, Hopper, and the Upside Down, <laughs> review a company that specializes in ultra high-end Star Wars lightsabers, and play a mobile adventure puzzle game where you must save the princess, but not the one you're probably thinking of. We'll have those topics <laughs> and many more coming up in just a little bit, but first, it is time for our favorite part of the show, fourth listener email. Look, we know the three of us, we're ultimately going to listen to the show. If anybody else takes time to write in, we know somebody listened. This time around, our fourth listener is David, who dropped us a line. The subject of the email was Gen X Autonomy. Oh, yeah. Referring to our backtrack from a few weeks back. Here's what David had to say. Loved your episode on Gen X childhood freedom. Oh, cool. That kind of childhood experience might be even more of a common bond for us than all the media we collectively (laughs) consumed. Yeah. I think it's too far off base there. No, I I see that. Yep. Uh, Growing up in New York City, I had a similar experience to Mo, although I didn't look like Alfred E. Newman in a Star Wars costume. LOL, I kid. <laughs> oh, he's from New York. Cool. Yeah. My memories of riding my bike to a junkyard and building ramps out of scraps might be a highlight of those days. <laughs> Did you do that kind of crap, Mo? Did you go to the junkyard? You weren't supposed to leave your block, were you? Yeah. Well, as I got older, I was actually allowed to step away from the house. Yeah, he was you know, in New York. Isn't it all kind of a junkyard? <laughs> oh. That's an excellent point. <laughs> oh. But yeah, we did we did like build ramps out of crap. <laughs> you didn't have far to bike to go to the junkyard. Is that what George yeah. is saying? <laughs> yeah. And they were all very structurally unsound. <laughs> right. Yeah, every ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. David goes on to say, I don't think I'll be encouraging my kids to jump rusty junk, but your episode <laughs> did remind me to loosen the parental leash just a bit and let them explore and learn on their own. Oh, cool. Nice. Cool. Uh, keep up the fun podcast. Cheers, David. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you, David. Any opportunity to razz Mo for his New York upbringing, us country boys, we, <laughs> yeah, we'll jump at the opportunity. <laughs> we appreciate that you took the time to write in. We love it every time one of our fourth listeners writes in. If you want your email featured here on the show, it is so easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one and most of them, just like David's, as evidenced by moments ago, eventually <laughs> make it to the show. All right. With that good business behind us, let's jump into the meat of episode 124 right after this break. Stick around. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. 
So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. You thought Lipton Cup of Soup just made soup? Well, watch what this cream of chicken can do. Stir it into mashed potatoes, and you get delicious flavored potatoes. Mmm. Beat it with two eggs and a little milk for an easy omelet. Or make instant chicken gravy. Cooking with cup of soup means no chopping or measuring, because cup of soup's perfectly blended seasonings are all ready. Their recipe's on the box. More inside. And you thought cup of soup just made soup. Well, let's get cooking right off the top here, talking about media that we have been checking out since the last time we spoke. Of course, it could be a comics or books or music or television or film or whatever. And of all the things I was looking forward to the last time we spoke for the show, this was not on my radar. I talked about Obi-Wan. I talked about Stranger Things. We talked about all the cool stuff coming up. <laughs> and then this little pseudo documentary thing on Netflix appeared on my radar called The G Word with Adam Conover. Oh, is that the uh, Ruins Everything guy? It is, right? Yeah, I, Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> thing. Yeah. Used to have, he came from College Humor, I think, yep, Adam Conover, did. right? Had kind of, has kind of a pompadour. Yeah. And his, his bit with Adam Ruins Everything is he would take airport security is garbage. And he would explain, or weddings or garbage, right. whatever it is, he would ruin it for you if it's something that you enjoyed. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. George, I know you often accidentally discover crap on Netflix. Have you come across this one yet? <laughs> Only the uh, picture in the trailer. I haven't watched it. Only the title. Yep. yep. The concept of this, the G word is all about government. So yep. what Adam Conover is doing here is he's taking facets of American government and digging deep into them. Now, you might think that it's all just a shit show and he's talking about how everything is broken. <laughs> but interestingly, he goes, he looks at the big picture, then he zooms in, he talks to an individual person, like he talks about food. There's a whole episode about food. So he talks mm -hmm. about the FDA and how it works oh, and okay. what it does good, like prevents disease and that kind of thing. But then he talks to like a beef inspector, one person on the ground and looks at their story. Uh, and he does one about weather and he does one about NASA and future stuff and whatever. I, I couldn't stop it. I started watching it and I just kept <laughs> Kept going and kept going because each episode kind of leads into the next and tells this narrative almost. Interesting. So in his previous show, you know, Adam Ruins Everything, he kind of had this mm -hmm. like, it's sort of like a goofy, almost like a, oh, I'm just like filming my life and I'm just an annoying guy who knows too much kind of thing. I mean, is it yeah. similar kind of character? Does he play like a character in this or is it more of an interview style? Uh, he's definitely still Adam Conover. The really interesting conceit that made it cool for me, being a broadcast production nerd, is it kind of was, you're along for the ride making this documentary. Like he has assistants helping change clothes while he's talking and he's going oh, okay. from, from scene to scene. Uh, but it's really interesting. Like he talks about the GPS, global positioning system, mm -hmm. and you learn stuff like, uh, spoiler, you could learn this anytime. <laughs> All of the North American, maybe global GPS stuff is handled by 10 guys in a little room in this little office. They're, they're it. If those 10 guys don't come to work, we don't have GPS. <laughs> and, and one of the guys running is like 20 years old. <laughs> really? Know, it's, it's amazing. These people on the ground getting stuff done. Now he talks about fluff and fat and stuff that's garbage right. about it and how people monopolize. And and, yeah, all that stuff. But for 
were a little documentary series. It was so quick and easy to watch. I think they're like 30, 35 minutes a piece. I know we've all kind of dug documentaries at different times. This was kind of tongue in cheek, but serious enough and interesting enough that it's a fun watch because Adam Conover is entertaining. So Yes, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So that was one I really dug into. Like a lot of stuff on my backlog now because I spent time with that. <laughs> the G Word with Adam Conover on Netflix. I think it's worth a watch if you like that kind of thing. George, how about you? I'm curious to hear what you have been checking out. Uh, so the thing I was supposed to check out was Stranger mm-hmm. Things Season 4, Volume 1, yeah. which just got okay. released the day that we uh, are recording this. Yep, yep. However, mm-hmm. because somebody on our Discord channel, Marcus, at like 1.30 in the morning while I was on hold waiting to talk to Delta to help my <laughs> wife get back into the country from the Philippines, he mm-hmm. said, Obi-Wan WTF. And I'm like, well, shit, now I got to go watch that. <laughs> so I watched Obi-Wan instead. <laughs> so, so wait, wait, what are we talking about today? <laughs> uh, no, so we can still talk about Stranger Things. Um, I, I left Obi-Wan off of my list because I thought John was going to talk about it since it was his looking forward to. And then he switched <laughs> up and went with G-Word with Adam Conover. So I'm like, well, damn it. Okay. Um, so I got all <laughs> twisted and combobulated. So they seem to have released, at least I have downloaded off the public domain, mm-hmm. uh, seven yep. episodes for Stranger Things. I thought it was just going to be four or five, but it looks like I got seven. I don't oh, know anything hmm. more than that about it at this point. I'm looking forward to taking some time out tonight or maybe tomorrow to watch all the episodes and see what I think. But as of right now, I'm hoping one of you two have had a chance to check it out. I have not actually. It's on my to-do for this weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. I have not actually. It's on my to-do for this weekend for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're prepared. We can talk about Obi-Wan if we want instead. I know that one. <laughs> well, I, I did watch the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi I did. on I did. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. saw that one. Yeah, I watched the first two of that one. So should we switch gears here and just talk about that instead? We'll postpone Stranger Things. <laughs> so George, what you been watching? <laughs> so I watched Obi-Wan Kenobi over on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> uh, it, you know, honestly... I think they did a really great job with the first couple of episodes. I'm not going to say that I had a WTF moment like Marcus did, but I, I was really happy with mm-hmm. how well they did the series. Cause this is not a Wako Taititi. What is, what's that guy's name? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. It's not him or John. It's not him or John Favreau involved mm-hmm. with this series. It's one of the first on Disney plus that really hasn't had one of their hands in it at mm-hmm. all. Like no, at all. Not they're at not all producers. Really they're not listed in any of the credits. Okay. I watched all the way through both episodes to check that, but they do seem to reuse all of the sets from Boba Fett which mm-hmm. makes sense. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Know, mm-hmm. why Tatooine. not kill two birds with one stone, build one set that can hold two episodes. I did really um, like that they brought back a lot of film clips and mm-hmm. some of the actors from the prequels. I thought mm-hmm. that was a nice yeah. touch. They could have just, you know, said to hell with this. Nobody likes it. We're not going to talk about it. Just recast but no, it they, they yeah. leaned into the history. Mm-hmm. They tried mm-hmm. to help it make sense for this series going forward. Yeah. And in the first couple of episodes, it's mostly about Obi-Wan and his commitment to watching over Luke, as mm-hmm. well as his, I'm going to say depression from Mm -hmm. how things have happened after the prequels, all of the clones turning on the Jedi and killing them. Mm -hmm. That's one of the very first scenes in episode one is, you know, one of the temple raids being conducted by the troopers. That that was new, right? That's not, that's something we've heard about, but not seen. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was something. That was was harsh. (laughs) Yeah. The only stuff that was uh, from the movie was that whole, what they called the, 
epilogue or backtrack or whatever mm-hmm. they called it, the skip the intro part that you can usually do right. on streaming services. I thought, oh, they're going to tell, what are we skipping? This is episode one, but it was all the mm-hmm. stuff from the film. But yeah, I, was a montage, I went and watched right. it because it was good. I did too. Yeah. And then episode two, I don't want to spoil anything. You two guys have only watched episode one. I haven't one. gotten to two yet. Just on one. Okay. So I can't remember. So was Luke the only Vader child in episode one? Did they show Leia at all? No, we saw lots of Leia. We saw lots of Leia. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I get so confused being between precocious the two. or something. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, episode two. That's a little Hellcat. Oh, <laughs> Shoot as a my button God. too. What a cute little actress they've got to play be. Leia. It's oh. like there's a scene. I don't want to, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a scene where Obi-Wan, how old are you? She's like, I'm 10. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> just the way she behaves and everything yeah, and this stuff. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's so good. She may be the star of this series. I, I really enjoyed the first episode because it was like, it, it was a little bit darker. You know, it's just like the dark times, right? Mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's basically yeah. hiding the fact that he's a Jedi. He has to, he sees things going wrong around him. He can't do anything about it. You know, which is like mm-hmm. killing him. Stay under the radar. Yeah. yeah. And because he knows his thing is make sure Luke stays safe. Mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. It seems like you're adding a lot of depth to the story. Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I watched a few things, interviews with Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, and every time I see them talk about it's they're so surprised to be revisiting these characters, not because there's anything wrong with the characters, but because of how initially poorly received the prequels trilogy was, mm-hmm. and how over time people have warmed to it. I mean, they still have variable quality, but rather than being, yeah, garbage, people are kind of embracing it a bit. And that brought them back into to not being soured on working in the franchise hmm. and they've been welcomed with open arms. I saw a live fan thing just before they released it and people were screaming their names <laughs> and they're just excited about it. And I was looking forward to it. I've watched the first one, as I said, and it's what I wanted to see out of an Obi-Wan. It, it's literally filling the gap between when I last saw Ewan McGregor playing him, we jumped 10 years and it's like ostensibly going to take me up into Whatever, maybe when yeah. we get to a new hope or something. I don't know. It looks yeah, totally interesting. Yeah. yeah it, they, I think they did a great job of tying those together. I, I always disagreed in Mo. Now Mo is the bigger star Wars fan of the three of us than I am, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to nip at his heels all the time. Uh, but <laughs> I, I always enjoyed the prequels. I didn't hate them. Now I admit there were some miscues and there were some missteps and some things that were obviously put in for financial gain reasons and stuff. <laughs> Marketing. Uh, yeah, th- that's fine. If you don't have that in a Hollywood movie, it's not a Hollywood movie. That's just all there is to it. You yeah. can't do that in the modern age and get away with it. But I, I'd like the prequels. So this series is uh, just making the prequel enjoyment that I already had when they first came out. It's just improving it, making it better. I mean, I've resigned myself to the prequels are what they are. <laughs> you know, and, I mean, so, I mean, and I, I mean, in the sense that, I mean, there's a lot of things in them I really did like, and there's a lot of things that I just like, what the hell were they thinking kind of stuff. Right. But mm-hmm. it's like, okay, it happened. That's the story. We're picking up from here. And they're going to do a much better job. (laughs) And so I'm looking forward to them doing a much better job. And so far they have been. Well, you can't pick your history, right? This is the history of this story. Mm -hmm. It's official. It's there. When the first one came out in 98, 99, whenever, something like that. I remember going to see it. I remember thinking in the back of my head, people are going to be hating this movie just because it can't possibly live up to what they want out of more Star Wars. And I think that was the initial impact. It was pre-internet, really. The the proliferation of internet, certainly. And so people sat in their little bubbles, yelled about it to themselves and hated it <laughs> without taking the bigger picture, maybe. Remember, it was right on the cusp of the internet because John, our favorite artist, he built an entire song around that first movie just I know, off of stuff of he gleaned. Based on from... rumors off of Usenet. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was early on. So yeah, I'm, I'm digging it too. Hey, you know what? Maybe next time we talk, we'll talk about Stranger Things. Who yeah, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Maybe we'll, we'll see. watch it by then. What a deep, deep tease. We're teasing weeks ahead. It depends on how many <laughs> Discord things happen that distract me from what I'm supposed to do for the you. podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus to do like Stranger Things, WTF. Right. And then I'm watch <laughs> it. George will watch it. <laughs> how about you, Mo? What do you got? What are you watching for? So actually, I don't want to talk about a specific show, actually. Hmm, Rotten okay. Tomatoes, they do this list about this time of year with all the canceled and renewed shows. Ah, TV right. shows. Okay. And I'll throw a link into the show notes to it, but I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at this thing, but one, holy crap, there's a lot of TV shows out there. I'm going through this list. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, wait, I'm only up to J's. I'm like, holy, what the hell? You know? Yeah, I didn't know there were that many shows in production yeah, to, exactly. to be canceled or not. Yeah. And I was also surprised at how many shows have been just like, just straight canceled. It's not as many as I thought. You know, the one Mr. Mayor got canceled. That one kind of bothered me a little bit. Oh, you mean canceled versus ending? Is that what you're versus, saying? Versus ending. Like some shows like okay. Ozark had the last season, they ended. Right. Better Call Saul is ending. Ozark's Better, ending. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. But then there's shows that are just like, okay, this show sucks. We're canceling it. There were shows on here. I'm like, they did a Kung Fu reboot? Yes. Did, what? Did they? Yeah. Really? Apparently. It's in season no three. Idea. I've been watching it. Yeah. Got renewed. Huh. <laughs> yeah. The biggest surprise to me on the list was Mr. Mayor. Although you might could have seen the writing on the wall when the second season started. Started and they introduced a whole bunch of yeah. new characters that weren't in the first one. It's like when you add a wedding or a baby to a, a baby, series to yeah, invigorate yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, that was a shock. I me. haven't scrolled down far enough on the list. What's the shock? The Mr. Mayor got canceled? It's canceled? Yeah. Okay, yes. see, you, you're just saying TV show names and not telling us what happened oh. to it. Oh, sorry. The shock is that it got canceled. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. it's down. Yeah, as fun as that was. I was looking through lists, like I said, and I'm just barely scrolling. Mo, you're right. This is an incredibly <laughs> long Crazy, list. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I was sure that a TV show called The 4400 happened like 12 years ago. I thought so too. It did, but there's another one. They did it again. They redid it? This is a redo yeah, of the original? It's another one, yeah. It, the, I remember the, the original got canceled. I know. Jesus Christ. This milk is stale. Maybe it'll be fresh tomorrow. <laughs> I can do two seasons of a shitty show like 4400, but I can't get a second season of Firefly? Really? Okay. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> no respect run deep no respect well, barry got renewed that's yes. great yeah yep. batwoman got canceled that doesn't surprise me because my uh plex server shows the original ruby what's her name uh ruby rose ruby rose or something yeah, yeah. yeah. she was the original batwoman and then i started looking at some thumbnails and there's a whole new batwoman already like in season two or so mm-hmm. so yeah, that's 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 that got canceled yeah yeah uh, space force got canceled right yeah. space force is gone we knew about that. That. i like that show I did too. Yeah. So that one kind of bummed me out. Yeah. I mean, we know the Picard is ending after season three, but that's not going to come out till 2023 probably yet. So we know that's <laughs> ending. Oh, I just got scared. I saw a, a little YouTube video in the list for Cobra Kai. I'm like, y'all better not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Be storming January 6th style on that. Try and cancel. <laughs> and they talked that season five of Stranger Things is the end. They thought four was going to be the end, but now we have five yet to come. Four just began, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've after five, it's going to cancel. And they talk about possible spinoffs too. I'd heard rumor. Yeah, I heard rumors on that too. Yeah, hmm. Killing Eve. Mo, isn't that one of yours? Yeah, I like that show. Yeah, yep. gone. Walking Dead ending yeah, after the eleven eleven seasons. Season. Yeah, that we've known. What a run. Yeah. <laughs> well, and no they're, problems. they're doing this last season in three season, three eight episode Chokes. seasons. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a lot. So it'll actually go until next year. Really? Yeah. Woohoo. I do see a good one on that we all like. What's that? Reacher renewed for season two. Oh, nice. Didn't they renew that like the day it was released? <laughs> I hope <laughs> so. Good ratings. So. I hope yeah, so. I think so. 
<laughs> oh, your severance that you guys were talking about before, mm-hmm. that's been renewed. Strange New Worlds obviously got renewed. You're damn right it better get renewed. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Ted Lasso and Prodigy renewed. did too. Yep. Nice. We could just go down this list. It'll take the whole podcast episode. Yeah, I know, really. So <laughs> folks listening, take a look at the link. <laughs> it's a long-ass yeah. list. And if there's any surprises on there or something that you are surprised got renewed, <laughs> I'd be curious to hear what you had to say about that. I might look down the list and look and see what was renewed and go, let's go see what this show is. Because I don't know, maybe <laughs> no. four fifths of the shows on this <laughs> list even existed before today. I think there had to be at least 200 or 300 shows on that list. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. It's massive. Mm. All right. Well, I got to get back to reading this list. Stick around. We'll be right back after the break <laughs> with some, some tech and toys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. If you think beautiful skin is only something you're born with, get wind of new Sea Breeze Moisture Lotion. Beautiful skin can be a breeze with Sea Breeze. 99% oil-free moisture absorbs right in. Beautiful skin can be a breeze moisture that eases dryness. Let skin breathe. Beautiful skin can be a breeze. Soft. So in the last Tech and Toys, George kind of teased that he had another, like, was it another site tool kind of thing for us? Yeah, like a, a desktop experience enhancer. I right. guess. Ooh. And you saying, nice. oh, should I do that next time? And me and John were like, hell yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it was that or something awful happening with a Quest 2 at Beat Saber. And we said, yes. no, no, we don't no, want to hear about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's do this. So George, what do you got for us? Yeah. So it's this, uh, it's a tool called Mercury Reader. It's a plugin for your browser. All Chromium browsers work with this. So mm-hmm. Chrome, obviously, Firefox, Vivaldi, Edge, anything mm-hmm. that's built on the Chromium platform. You just go to the Chrome web store type in Mercury Reader and it's free. Now, the thing that I like about this is it doesn't automatically do what it needs to do to the web page that you're viewing. You have to click it in order to get it to activate. So it's not like a auto, I'm going to redo your whole browsing experience thing. So you can have it installed and it won't activate until you click the icon in your okay, browser. Okay. Yeah, so non-invasive. So I like that feature for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why I like that feature for this is because what this Mercury Reader does is it takes and strips out all the crap of whatever it is you're trying to read and gives you just the text formatted neatly. That's it. So any pictures that are in the article, any links, any pop-ups, any ads, all that stuff, gone. And all you get is the text. So if Uh you're trying to go to NewYorkTimes.com and read one of their articles and they got 50 million little ads popping up all over the place that get in the way Mm -hmm. and the little, please accept our cookies. We're so desperate for you to eat our cookies, whatever (laughs) kind of crap that pops up. All you have to do is after you have this installed in the plugins, go up to your browser bar and there's, it looks like a little rocket ship is the icon, which I think is kind of cute. And you click that little icon and 
boom, your web page is reformatted. All you get is the text and it's easy to read. You can read your article without distraction and move on with your day. Oh, wow. Okay. So there is a type of garbagey article and I'm wondering if if this approaches <laughs> it or not. And you have used it so you would know. You know the articles where you get to read about like two paragraphs. You have to click a next to load the next page and read oh, two paragraphs. Does things. this address that at all? Or It absolutely does. Oh, really? Yes. 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 Oh. Downloading okay. now. Yeah, yeah, I'm downloading this. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. Now, I can't say it works on every single one because obviously sure. every web page is designed differently. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I've tested out on, the ones where it says, pay $1.99 to read the rest of this article. Screw that. Mm-hmm. Let me hit my little rocket. Now I'm reading the whole thing. The only thing that I would suggest that it probably is not good for are any shopping sites that you might go to. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Right. So if you go to any shopping sites that also have little ads popping up all over the place or something, you're mm-hmm. just tired of those. I did that on maybe it was walmart.com or something like that. I was like, I don't want to see all this crap. Let me hit my rocket ship. So I hit my little rocket ship and all of a sudden all I had was the description of the item. That was it. I couldn't buy it. I, I could see that. Yeah. No, it stripped yeah. all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, that doesn't work. It probably breaks like buttons to click to add it to a cart and all kinds of stuff and links. It probably just is giving you raw text. Nothing was there. It was literally yeah. just the description yeah. of the item. Yeah. Well, you're at walmart.com to buy crap anyway. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Advertise to me, please. Well, What's that discount. was the thing. I think I clicked it because whichever shopping website it was, they had their cookie banner thing. I'm ah, like, I don't want to right. accept your cookies. Click. Oh, now I can't buy your item. I guess I better go back and look at your cookies. I suddenly want cookies. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those desktop enhancement tools that mm-hmm. makes browsing and reading and surfing the internet a little bit cleaner and maybe a little bit less frustrating if you hate all those pop-ups and blurbs and stuff like that. Which I do. So, good yeah, little I tech totally toy. Do. Hope you enjoyed it. But Mo has what I think may be the star of the segment, which is unusual <laughs> for Mo because he usually doesn't have shit for his this own segment. This is true. Yeah, usually my own segment, I usually don't have a damn thing to talk it's about. burnt out star, usually. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Megacon and I was able to get in, miraculously enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I bought, I guess it was the last time I went to Megacon, shoot, it was like four years ago, like the last time they had one. They has a company there that do, it's called Ultra Saber. I don't know if you guys heard of them, but they always have a huge huge booth at MegCon or most of these shows okay. where they sell like these high, super high quality replica lightsabers. Hmm. Now these things aren't cheap. Okay. Like if you want one that just lights up, it's cost you 7,500 bucks. Okay. But with that though, you can actually hit stuff with this and that's how sturdy it is. It's like you actually oh, can hit the things with Oh, they're the ones that it. they actually yeah. like- you- the people do the battles with exactly. and stuff sometimes. Oh, mm. okay. So I got one. It's just, it just lights up. It's blue. It's cool. You know, it's fun to play with. I was there to this show. And I was looking. I was like, ah, they had those freaking mystery box things, right? Uh, mystery yeah, box uh-oh. at a high-end lightsaber place? Well, get this one. So it was 200 bucks. <gasps> a $200 mystery but box? They guaranteed <laughs> that the value of what you get would be over $200, but it could be anywhere from 250 to $400. Like, and where some of these can get that expensive. I, I don't make enough to have, make that kind of a bet. <laughs> right? So like somebody's liquidating their high-end merchandise that nobody wanted to buy. <laughs> yeah, well, I bought one. There <laughs> <laughs> okay, we go. There we go. And uh, it comes with like a sound chip in it. So okay. as you're moving it, it makes the whoo sounds. Right. Oh, it makes you it know? for you. You don't have it to go. It makes it for you. For it makes own. a sound okay. when you power it up. It makes the lightsaber sound powering it up. Actually, hold up. I think I got it here. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know if you guys can hear this or not. Here. You guys can see this, right? Let's see if this. Yep. Ooh. I heard the shit out of that. Yes. <laughs> wow. And you can actually hit stuff. And it makes. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the speaker comes out the bottom. 
You see? So. Oh, that's cool. It sounds like John's cat purring right before it attacks <laughs> you. <laughs> you see, we turn it off. It makes the sound. It makes the shut off sound. So anyway, I paid for this mystery box. Got this thing. It is freaking cool. I have to tell you. They had lines of people buying saber. It was ridiculous. So you're telling me you ended up buying two lightsabers. You bought one and then you bought a mystery box one also? Well, a long time ago. No, I bought one like six years oh, ago. A long from time them. ago. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, I yes, yes, you yes. Bought, oh, he's gay. No, I didn't buy two this time. I only bought one. Okay. But, I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> that's true. And my daughter got one too and hers is very cool. You know, she was able to get the color blade she wanted because they have like, and you see that they're super bright. You see even inside the lit room, you could see the, the blade color and stuff. Right. The sounds are cool. Like when you hit things, even like you can hit the button once and it makes like the sound like if you're like, touching lightsabers you know it makes that crackle sound you can do make oh, that sound kind yeah. of thing so right. they're super super well made they like like lifetime warranties on these things they were basically putting them together there like you can actually custom you can buy i want that handle with this color blade with these effects mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. you say they say okay come back in a couple hours and they would have it built for you well i got news for you right now they're having a sale on their I website figured. the summer sound wave sale is here 15 percent off any custom lightsaber when you equip it with sound okay well put a couple options on there you'll see how fast these things go up in price i'm in trouble i'm in trouble Uh (laughs) do tell what did you see so you guys remember a while back i went to the star wars land at universal Mm -hmm. studios and my son oh god the live chat is trying to talk me into buying a lightsaber hold on all right we gotta stop (laughs) (laughs) close that (laughs) they're trying like, do you need any help with your purchaser? No, I do not. <laughs> I need some money, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so when we went there, you know, my son got a lightsaber. That was one of the things he mm-hmm. wanted. And I got an R2 unit. He wanted to go back. We had already left. He wanted to go back the next day and get the dark saber. Oh. Oh, right. Oh. Well, turns out they sell the dark saber on this website. Damn it. They're beeping at me now. What are they trying <laughs> to get me to say? There's another new message. <laughs> Thanks for shopping with all. I haven't bought anything. Jesus. <laughs> they're polite. <laughs> well, they're not on the Come website. Come with us. One of us. One of <laughs> us. Yeah. But it's, I mean, they have just a huge variety of like handles, different colors and styles and sure. everything. So you could customize the crap out of this thing. Uh, I can see what I'm going to have to buy my son for his birthday now. You're a good papa. The mystery box, like I said, I mean, I didn't see anybody who got one that was unhappy with what they got. You know, because mm-hmm. you did get something that was like, I mean, it was probably like 240 250 worst case, you know, that you would right. pay if you did If yourself. I got one that didn't have sound, I would be unhappy. As long as it had sound in the mystery no, no, box, no, for 200 okay. you're guaranteed sound. Okay. Yeah, there the 200 they, have, they actually had two mystery boxes. One was 75 <laughs> where you just get uh, without uh, sound. Okay. With a chance that you could get sound, but mm-hmm. odds are you wouldn't. But you get a basic yeah. one or two hundred, where you're guaranteed to get the sound chip. But before we get out of talking about MegaCon, and we now know you spent two hundred dollars on a mystery box, I just mm-hmm. need to know how much money did you spend at oh, MegaCon, shit, dude? You didn't pop Ugh. for that hundred dollar autograph I wanted, did you? No, I did get a picture with him though. Damn it! <laughs> so. You can Photoshop your face in, George, like you were there. <laughs> I haven't added it up yet, but I definitely spent under a grand, over a grand. It was less than a grand but not much but not and much how long were you there two days 500 bucks a day roughly yeah mm. yeah it was kind of crazy stuff we yeah yeah it was crazy so are we gonna talk about john's adventure at all or are we gonna just skip that and move on <sighs> uh, like, we can you know I mean, john opened up the floor by asking about megacon so <laughs> i can tell a very very brief version of my megacon adventure which is does not include buying a lightsaber <laughs> or even going to megacon <laughs> 
Mo was so excited about going to MegaCon, and I, I had no intention of going because I'm not big on celebrities, and that's a big part of it. But I know they have a huge vendor room and shopping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the day before, I said, if they still have one day tickets, maybe I'll go and drive down Saturday. It's like two hours, two hours, 15 minutes to get there from where I'm at. And uh, it, and I'll, I'll wear my GXG jersey, and I'll take a backpack <laughs> that has some stickers and stuff in it, and network, and see some people, and buy, look at some cool stuff. Sounded great. They're open from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, I'm going to get up at 8. I'm going to leave by 9. I'll get down there by about 11, 11.30, and I'll have, you know, five, six hours to walk around the show floor. So i make this as short as I can as an adventure that was not brief at all. When I got about two miles from the Orange <sighs> County Civic Center for Ugh. Megacon, I saw backup of traffic. I'm like, what is all this for? What's going Going on. And then I got about a mile and a half from there and I realized they're all for the exit. And then I got to look at my GPS 1.2 miles away and it was standstill. I got into traffic. I was the asshole that cut into the line after I realized I've been driving a mile past it. I pulled in to get from 1.2 miles away to 1.1 miles away. 45 minutes. This was <laughs> a tenth of a mile. This is not a traffic jam. <laughs> this is gridlock. Yeah. I could have pushed my car faster than I was driving it. That's 45 hours per mile. <laughs> it's, it's backwards, I know. <laughs> uh, I, I felt horrible, man. It's, and it's, I'm messaging Mo. I'm like, dude, I'm about 20 minutes away. I'm like, oh, cool. Dude, it's about, about 20 minutes away now. It says a mile and a half. It's really jammed up. And then an hour later, I'm like, I just hit 1.0 miles away i'm so excited <laughs> ultimately i sat in traffic for what was about two and a half hours mm. just in no no not my drive there it was two hours to get there the remaining 10 minutes took about two and a half hours normally wow and then i was talking yeah. with a friend of mine who's from the area and he said i'm leaving because it wasn't just a matter of parking lot was full which it was because yeah. they oversold it was a matter of if you wanted to look for a parking place it was absolute mayhem gridlock all the way around it like you see a mile away maybe i could park at that hotel it's going to take you two hours to get to that hotel because traffic was not moving. And they may not have parking anyway when you get there. I <laughs> left at nine. By about three, I determined, well, I'm not going to Megacon. I got in the other lane, U-turned, got back in the interstate, came back home, bought a ticket. I've requested a refund, but they know they have oversold. Oh, they yeah. know this situation. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? But right now I'm out the gas money a day and 62 bucks for a one-day ticket without going on, setting foot on the floor. Part of me wonders, I've been thinking about it mm. since we talked about this when it first happened. I wonder if Megacon maybe didn't do this on purpose because think about the news and the Instagram posts and the YouTube videos and everything else that got generated from this big catastrophe that they caused. This will make them look like the the go-to place, like the go-to place on the <laughs> East Coast compared to the West Coast giant conventions, right? Uh, maybe yeah. because they're arguably 10 times the amount of people who didn't go that versus tried to go. Those people are going to be more enticed now because this thing is now this megalithic event that generates so much interest that you can't even get off the interstate. You know, I, I, I wouldn't put it past a promoter to oversell, to create a sense of elite did you mm-hmm. get in? You know, was it kind of, kind of thing? Exclusivity. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. I can't imagine they planned this kind of bedlam, though. It was pretty bad. Like, mm. like, I'm sure they didn't expect thousands of people to not be able to get in the building because it was just too full. You couldn't park. You couldn't move. You couldn't yeah. get off the interstate. It was, it, yeah, it was, th- that's not good. Maybe, I'm sure they might've planned. Let's oversell it. <laughs> they surely didn't plan. Let's get thousands of people pissed off and can't go to the show because that doesn't yeah. do it a lot for it. 
You had to make me tell that story. Okay. Oh, now I'm angry again. <laughs> you open the floor, sir. It's like on cross-examination. <laughs> on the brighter side, John, what do you have for us for a Tekken toy? Oh, okay. That is, you know, that's a fantastic transition because on the flip side, I spent about 60 bucks on something else. It's a tech toy that I did receive. I did get to play with. <laughs> Being content creators, one thing used quite a bit, and not just us anymore, everybody that works from home anymore, a webcam is, is a big deal. It's mm-hmm. You need it to be able to communicate with Zoom or Teams or whatever you use. We use a webcam all the time when we record the podcast. We see each other so we can point at each other and laugh and make funny faces. And we use it when you do live streams, right? You have a live stream and you want to be able to you know, have your, your face in the corner or wherever it is. Or what I found that my webcam was an old like Logitech decent webcam and it worked okay but if everyone to take it full screen it just looks so soft and so grainy like you're looking through mesh so I went shopping around for a a great webcam that had some really good reviews and I ended up with the company we all know as being a high-end gaming company Razer Mm -hmm. they made this uh, webcam called the Kio Pro K-I-Y-O Kio Pro okay the things that attracted me to it I I saw good reviews I saw you go to YouTube and of course people the nice thing is they Mm -hmm. shoot videos with it and say, I'm shooting this with this camera. It has a really high sensitive optics on it for really crisp video. At 30 frames per second, 1080p, it can even do HDR, high dynamic range. So there's really rich blacks and really bright, crisp highs without them getting clipped. Or you can do 60p without the HDR. And in fact, I'm using it right now. When I when I hopped on the call, I think Mo said, wow, you're using a new camera, aren't you? It looks a lot sharper. Yeah. <laughs> it looks a lot cleaner. It's just a nice piece of gear. There's nothing whiz-bang about it. They run for about 90 bucks, 100 bucks these days. Mm-hmm. I bought one that was used-ish, you know, open box kind of thing. It was $67. Oh, okay. I was going to be asking about that because I went straight to the link as soon as yeah, we started right, talking about it. You saw 100 bucks on there. Yeah. Well, it's $100, but that's 50% off of their Normal. suggested retail price. Their suggested mm-hmm. retail price is $199. Yeah, right. The other thing about this is this is a newer model. So to tell you how much better the optics are in the Kio Pro versus the original Razer Kio, the original Razer Kio came with a ring light baked into it. So on the, on the, the camera, there was one of those cool ring lights that you have, yeah. right? So it's, it's, it's USB charged. This one doesn't have that. It doesn't have that because the optics are much better at handling dark situations where you don't always have to have that fill light all the time. So they didn't even include it because it looks great in the dark. Not in the dark, but you don't have to be blooming with 80 lights around you hmm. to have a decent picture. So if you're looking for a good webcam, so far I've had this one for about a week and I've used it four or five times. I've had more than one person tell me, get a new camera. It looks really good. It looks really sharp. <laughs> yeah, the colors look much better. does look nice. looks clean. has a real good interface, a piece of software. You can go in and tune. They have presets for warm or cool and the HDR on off all that cool stuff as you might imagine so uh as of everything mo i will throw a link down uh, to you throw in the show notes if you would for anybody interested and yeah i i don't know if i'd pay the 200 bucks for it but even a crappy webcam costs 50 60 bucks these days oh yeah so for another you know 20 30 bucks you might get a really really good one and that's what but i did for 100 bucks for a decent one not terrible not yeah, terrible i'm very pleased with it i would have paid the full 100 bucks knowing now what i do about the quality nice really good another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. 
Welcome to Timex Quartz. Incredible technology. Our new Timex Elite is the thinnest quartz calendar watch in the world. Our new solid state watch has no moving parts. These are microchip projected hands. Now, bring the value of Timex Quartz into your world. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! All right, gentlemen, time to talk <laughs> about games. We've all been stressed out from Megacon and we bought these crazy ass <laughs> lightsabers that we want to bash each other over the head with. I think it's time to release a little steam. So I'm going to start by continuing down my Dungeons and Dragons Odyssey. So mm, cool. You guys know that I got to sit in now for a couple of sessions with a gentleman from our Discord server. Okay. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. sir, for letting me jump into your group. Discord server is at genixgrownup.com slash Discord because we always want to hype that <laughs> up a little bit because there's so many good people out there helping you out whenever you have questions yeah, like are. I did about Dungeons & Dragons. It's been 40 years since I really played Dungeons & Dragons seriously, and I wanted to get back into it. One of the things that he shared with me is a webpage called D and D Beyond. Oh yeah. Have either of you two Mo's saying oh yeah? So it sounds like he's been to it. <laughs> Mo's an oh yeah, I'm an oh no. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so D and D Beyond does a lot of different things to help a person not only get back into Dungeons and Dragon by providing resources and materials and things of that nature, but also to actively play the game in the middle of a campaign. So you can create your characters directly on this website after you create your free login with a free login. I think it's you get four characters for free or something like something that. Like if that, you yeah. have their paid subscription plan, then you can have unlimited amount of characters. And these characters are all built around the fifth edition rules, 5E, I think that's what they call it. Yep. And so you have to be wanting to play fifth edition because that's what this website is built around. They also provide all of the manuals and things like that. So you can get some of them for free. Like there's a basic one that you can read, Mm -hmm. which is nice, but then there are also other ones that you can purchase individually and they're much cheaper than buying the hardcover books. So if you don't mind not having the hardcover book, you Mm -hmm. can purchase it on their website. I think they're like 20 bucks versus 35 or 36 for the hardcovers. If you buy them like on Amazon, even if you go to your local RPG shop, they could be as high as 50, $60 a piece because of the markups. Sure. Yep. Not only can you buy those types of manuals, the player manual, the monster manual, the dungeon master's guide. You can also buy the different books and stories for individual Dungeons and Dragons quests. Yeah. The modules, the modules, Modules, right. I was about to ask, do they still call those modules like they yeah. did in yeah. the 80s when I used to play? <laughs> you can buy those there. If you want to, you can also create a campaign, meaning you can start a game. You can then have your friends log in, create their own D&D Beyond accounts. They can join your campaign and anything that you've purchased, you can share it with them for free. So they don't yeah. have to buy it. So mm-hmm. they can take a look at the module. They can take a look at the player's guide, whatever it is that they might need. They can create their own characters. The other part of it outside of that, and I'm just <laughs> rambling on and on and on because I keep thinking of new things to talk about. After you've created your 
character sheet and after you've created a campaign and after you have had people join the campaign, if you're the dungeon master and you're saying, oh, we're walking down a hallway and there's a weird, creepy corridor off to the side. And the guy says, well, I want to look down that corridor. And you tell him, okay, make a make an investigation throw. Well, in Uh-oh. D&D, that means roll your dice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And whatever modifiers you have and you tell the dungeon master what score you got. And then he tells you what happened based on that score, right? Mm-hmm. Well, with D&D Beyond, you click a button like the button for your investigation modifier and it mm-hmm. rolls the dice for you automatically. So your dungeon master gets to see what you rolled. Everybody else gets to see what you rolled. So you can play this online. You can set up a little discord server, like the guy who let me sit in on his groups, uh, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. While you're in your discord server to everybody's talking, you use cameras, whatever you like. At the same time, everybody's logged into D and D beyond using mm-hmm. their characters, using spells, getting hit points, taken up all that stuff. So just hearing you talk about it it sounds like you have a favorable opinion of it so far because you, you weren't upset about it. it sounds like you had a good experience is that fair <laughs> yeah so far yeah i mean it's yeah, yeah i haven't gone down the route of having to buy a bunch of stuff yet because okay fortunately the people on our discord server have shared things with me so, so I you're could, working with someone that already has it. yeah, yeah. so i yeah. can read the stuff as i like this sounds like this is going to sound crude but it's all i can think of this is like dungeons and dragons online lubricant it's like all the friction <laughs> points you know what i'm saying like all, all the stuff that make it difficult to play remotely they're greasing those wheels so you're talking about roll the dice and tell you what you got or mm-hmm. you know, look, you know, look at the corner what map do you see it's getting rid of all the remote roadblocks and making it easier to have the experience again that's kind of how it sounds was is that fair it certainly does a large part of the heavy lifting no question. Cool. Now, Neat. you talk. You mentioned the word maps there. It doesn't display maps for oh, your no? dungeon. Okay. There's other services that do that um, that can okay. be used in conjunction. And what the um, the team that I'm watching, what they do is they have one browser on one monitor that has their D&D Beyond and the other browser has the dungeon website that they log into. But they all okay. work interactively. So the module that you might have in D&D Beyond that you're playing in your campaign, mm-hmm. this other mapping website has all all those modules. Oh, okay. So this would be one of a suite of tools you would use to play online, mm-hmm. but this is yeah. kind of this is kind of the engine and the other things you kind of bolt on to help you out with it. Exactly. Neat. Yeah. D and D Beyond. Yeah, I actually used it. I played with my daughter and we used I used it to create my character. And then when you join a campaign, the dungeon master has access to your character sheet so you could see what your stats mm-hmm. are and it's actually pretty cool. I think a lot of the serious players out there, I think it's pretty much like their go-to for looking up rules or, you know, and the nice thing, like you said, that like if your dungeon master has access to it, that means you have access to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Which is pretty cool too. So it's not like he has a set of rules you don't get to see them. That's that lubricant I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. You're like, you buy it and you buy it and you buy it. Well, somebody buys it and then right. your group gets access. That makes a lot of sense. That's Yeah, nice. and I think the last thing I'll say about it, just to know how pervasive it is, Whenever I saw this, I thought, oh, I wonder if there is a Shadowrun version of this, because I love Shadowrun. Mm-hmm. It's another mm-hmm. role-playing game from that right. period of time that, you know, not a lot of people play that much, but I thought, well, maybe they're... So I typed in D&D Beyond Shadowrun, and there's like all kinds of Reddit forums on there for all the different RPGs that are out there, and they all compare the question to D&D Beyond. Is there a D&D Beyond for Shadowrun? <laughs> Is there a D&D oh. Beyond for Traveler? Is there a DB, DM Beyond for... So that's so the gold the standard. standard. Yeah. yeah. I see. Wow. So you found a winner right off the bat. Yeah, or you were introduced yeah. to a winner by people that had figured it out yeah, for us. That's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cool. And that's what I love about our Discord server. I don't know this stuff, but somebody does. <laughs> so you I do. just ask and they tell me. That worked out. <laughs> 
Speaking of asking, I would like to ask John what he yes. is playing right now. Ah, well, get ready. I'm giving you another mobile game addiction. So oh, stand by. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> Let me get my phone out. I, I never never know how I found this. It might have been an ad or something popped up. But often I'll just search the App Store and look for, you know, 4.8, 4. 4.9 score games because let the ratings figure out what's decent. <laughs> so I came across one that jumped out at me. This is the dungeon-themed game segment. It's called IQ Dungeon. Okay. So IQ implying there's a there's a puzzle element too. And the dungeon is the way that these puzzles in this puzzly IQ adventure game are laid out. So the way it works is there's an overarching story that you are trying to advance through. You need to save the princess. Da, 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 like every other, you know, adventure dungeony thing you've ever seen. What you're presented with at the beginning of, of every level is here is a screen and an objective. Get to the door, kill the monsters, defeat this, find the king, you know, do something on this screen, stop the water from flooding in and drowning you, whatever. But then it's like, what are the controls? We're yeah. not going to tell you. You need to figure out how to use your device to solve the problem. So you're like, oh, well, you start okay. clicking on things with your finger. You're like, oh, look, I found a coin under this grass. Oh, good. You can afford to buy the, the sword. Great. Next level. To give you an example, hey, outside the box thinking, there's one where you need to drop a boulder on some orcs down below. And you roll the boulder and you move it with your finger and nothing happens. You need to tilt your phone to make the boulder roll down and crush <laughs> the orcs. They That's use every, cool. every sensor. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So I think I have some out of the box thinking too. Every time they tell me, you have to figure out the controls to use the device to solve this problem. No problem. Mm -hmm. X button. Yep. Apps turned off. I win. <laughs> so you don't enjoy that kind of problem solving is what you're telling me. I do. I, I, <laughs> but I need a little bit of help sometimes. I mean, not even telling you the controls and everything. I guess it might be fun. I'll give it a try, but it seems like it might be very frustrating. Too. If they told you the controls, that's the puzzle is figuring out the control. There's nothing difficult. Like you can see the door and how do I get to it? So I'm going to spoil a couple of puzzles to give you an idea. For example, I need to get to this exit to a cave. This is one screen. What should I do? Like, well, you walk out there and the ogre hits you with the, his club, right? Like, well, try again. Hit you with a club. Turns out you need to cover the ogre's eyes with one finger and then walk your guy out. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because you're covering his eyes. There's one where you have to wake somebody up and you mess with them and click on them and pinch and zoom. No, shake the phone. That wakes them awake. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Great clue system, by the way. So if you're stumped, you click on a thing and you get a clue and it says, you should kind of try this. Or have you tried pinching? Okay, so you at least there's some clues. Okay. There are. And there is a progression. Like I finished the first chapter and I, I found the princess, but of course something happened and she was taken off again. So there's a long kind of story arc going on. And this is one of those where we've talked about before puzzle games where it's frustrating, it's frustrating, it's frustrating. But when you figure it out, you feel like a genius. You're like, oh, I beat the thing. You figured it out. It's that kind of cool gratification thing. You can earn more coins to unlock more clues by watching ads, as you might imagine. I enjoyed it so much that I paid what I think was about $4.99 to unlock the game 100%. It's the upper edge of the... It is the upper end. No more ads, unlimited clues, but I still, it's tempting to look at the clues. It's more fun to figure out how to solve them. It's available on iOS and Android, of course. You can get both of those. I'll give you both of those links if you throw yep. those in the show notes, Mo. Uh, and even the free one, give it a shot if you like that kind of what the hell am I supposed to be doing puzzle. Those could be gratifying. So I, I dug it and I'm still playing it. Yeah, I'm stuck in the second one already. <laughs> <laughs> George closed it, so it. he doesn't have that problem. Shake so it. Give it a shake. Shaky, it didn't do anything. <laughs> all right, I'll figure it out. All right, cool. all right, Mo, shut off your phone. What yes. have you been playing? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm actually going to talk about a game that I actually talked about in the show two years ago. I think it was. 
um, is a game called Shipbreaker. Yep. It's a PC game. The salvage thing that you maliciously bought for me to suck up my free time. I remember. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I bought it when it was beta just because the idea of it, I just was just attracted me. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's the future. Space travels all over the place. And of course, with all this space travel, there's a lot of obsolete old spaceships that need to be tore down and recycled, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the whole game is is from a first person perspective. You fly around the shipyard, you pick a ship. And your job is to tear it down so there's absolutely nothing left. Mm -hmm. And how efficient you are with it, you get a certain amount of money and all this stuff. So after two years, it's finally out of beta. It's officially released now. You can actually go and uh, get the the official 1.01 version (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it was zero point something forever. And so what happened was that back in December, I think it was, they announced that, hey, we're going to have the final full release coming out soon. There is going to be a a progression reset that you you basically start over, which your beta, they they said right up front that, look, that's a possibility. Just be ready Mm -hmm. for it. It can sting, but you were warned, I guess. Yeah. And (laughs) so basically, I stopped playing. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, well, I might as well wait until it resets and then I'll you know, mm-hmm. start again. And let me tell you, it came out, I guess, from recording this a couple of days ago. And I went right back into it, started over, didn't even mind starting over. The tutorials were a good reminder how to play the stupid game again because I had forgotten mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff. But they added all these different layers. Like this is a whole story now that you get between oh. breaking down ships. That wasn't in the beta at all, was it? Uh, they did a little bit of it, but did now they? they've really flushed out the whole – there's like a whole backstory now that you – or a story that goes on that – you know, you talk to the other ship breakers in your, during your breaks and they're trying mm-hmm. to form a union, actually, because they're so, you know, the company is so uh, abusive to you. Right. And then they send some guy to a union buster and, and, and you're not doing anything. You're just reading the story. But still, that's very, it's interesting. And that's how you depth. get the atmosphere of the places on when you go to these ships, you can find these like logs from that people left and you can read them. And it's, okay. some of them are history. Some of them are personal letters some of them are all you know but they all kind of add like a nice atmosphere to the whole game mm-hmm. texture to the exactly. what you're doing in the world i got you yeah and there's even like get these ships that have been infected with some alien thing that you have to deal with i mean there's a little twist to kind of make mm. it more interesting the thing they added which was the number one most requested thing is that you can save a ship in the middle and come back to it later aha uh-huh. Yeah. So being forced to finish the original game, thing. you could right. not do that. You had to finish the entire ship or abandon it. Those are your two choices. Hmm. And it limited how big the ships could get because a really huge ship could take you an hour and change to do the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think if they wanted to do even bigger ships, they knew that people just couldn't do that in one sitting. Yeah. Well, so you've played this for almost two years now and yeah. got back into it and still enjoyed it. As I recall, the beta was only like 20 bucks at the time. Yeah. Is that If somebody doesn't have it, do you know how mm-hmm. much does it cost now to pick up now that it's fully released? Uh, if you get it right now, they're running a promotion that it's 26 bucks. Okay. Ah. What's it marked down from? Uh, from 35 or 34.99. Okay. What's well, a fun game? It's fair. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you, I I got my Corey's Plus out of this thing already. <laughs> for two years, you've been playing it on twenty for, bucks. Yeah, for two years, I was playing this game. They spent the last six months or whatever wisely. I mean, the game is super solid. It's super clean. No weird little glitchy things. They they really fixed it and made it a, a clean game. So I really like it. It's like painting. It's something mindless that you feel like sense of accomplishment when you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I get little of that in my life. So I think it's a great game. So if anyone's interested, yeah, absolutely check it out. All right, I'm. Gonna get back into it now that it's full cool stick around we'll be right back my name is cindy burnett and each week i interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast thoughts from a page we talk spoiler free about their books so you can listen whether you have read the book or not and then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else the importance of the cover design why they included various aspects of the story 
personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Why not start their morning in a warm way? Smooth. Apple. Creamy. Raisins. Delicious. feel better when he eats a warm breakfast. And Quaker's flavors make it easy. With instant Quaker oatmeal, you can really make their morning. Before we wrap up episode 124, I'd like to take just a moment here toward the end to talk about the things we're looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we have a chance to get together. George, why don't we start with you? What do you have on the horizon? Uh, yeah, so a couple of uh, favorite series of our are coming back into season three. The Orville season three, John, is starting on oh, June the ready. 2nd. Oh, wow. It's coming again. The day that this releases. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And Mo, one of yours for all mankind. Oh, season wow. three. Oh, I didn't know this was even coming back Coming already. out the next week on June 10th on Apple TV. Oh, awesome. I love so, that show. A lot of fun TV to come up during the yep. waning days of school and the beginning <laughs> days of summer. Uh, but the thing I'm most looking forward to is something that starts two days after this episode drops, and that is Infinity Con Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. June 4th and 5th. Uh, Gen X Grown Up will be there doing a couple of panels. I'll be actually running the panels for the convention, so that'll be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of interesting stuff. There is a Gamageddon area that'll have everything from arcade and pinballs to tabletop games with library Neat. checkout status and play to win stuff, which will be a lot of fun. There's even going to be a BattleBots arena competition, <laughs> which should be a blast. They're going to have crap. smaller <laughs> bots. These are one pound and three pound bots. So the interesting okay. thing about these is it's a smaller arena, but apparently these things travel so fast, it's almost hard to keep your eye on them. <laughs> so that'll that. be fun. <laughs> And there's going to be, uh, of course, the Super Smash Brothers tournament. Oh, That'll yeah, be the always. big draw for the convention. Uh, that was huge last was time. Yeah. I was unprepared for how big that was. <laughs> yeah, Last year, the live stream uh, live viewers at one time reached over 200,000. So Jeez. big, big event. Who knew? <laughs> of course, there's going to be vendors. There's a kids area. There's a place, Mo Anime Island, that you and your daughter might enjoy. They're going to have a maid cafe over there. Some voiceover <laughs> artists. It ought to be a lot of fun so oh cool gen x grown up will be in the hall of heroes appropriately enough doing our panels da, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> so looking forward to it artists vendors the games everything that you would want at a nerd convention will be there so that's what i'm yeah. looking forward to convention season i can't spend any more money though <laughs> <laughs> i will but i really well, can't <laughs> fortunately you got a little bit of a hookup <laughs> since i'm helping out running the convention <laughs> what are you looking forward to mo so yeah a couple things like one is i've been redoing my office slash studio so definitely looking forward to finishing that up and the rest of the house Infinity kind of course, like you just brought up that I'm really looking forward to that one after mm-hmm. a couple of years and a couple of movies, actually uh, Maverick, which is now out at the time we're recording this. So I definitely yes. want to go see yep. that. Mm-hmm. And also the couple of weeks, Thor love and thunder. Mm. I saw the tra- last trailer for it. It looks funny. Uh, Taiko Wakiki. Is that my saying that right? <laughs> no, but that's Waka, okay. Watiki taco. I don't know. Whatever his name Waka, is. Waka, he's Waka. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. George, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yeah. he, he's, he's directing it. He wrote it. I mean, so I think at minimum it's going to be 
be funny. It looks like it. Yeah. Trailer looks like it's going to be really cool. So I'm, that's definitely looking forward to seeing that. Me too. Yeah. So that's what I'm about. How about you, John? Are you going to be what, Stranger Things or something else? Well, so there's so much <laughs> stuff on TV now. So we talked about uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which I mm-hmm. watch each episode about four times. And then Kenobi <laughs> just started. And then Stranger Things 4 just started. All this streaming stuff. So appropriately enough, on top of all that, there's a brand new South Park special called South Park The Streaming Wars. Oh, Jesus. Release <laughs> June 1st on Paramount+. Plus. What it's got to do with streaming, I don't know. They did a great job with the pandemic and all the things. Their social commentary is so on point. I so. just yeah, want to yeah. know what Cartman Plus looks like. That's all I want to know. <laughs> I, we'll probably find out. Yeah. <laughs> that looks great. June 10th is Jurassic World. I'm not a super fan of the Jurassic series. They've kind of waxed and waned uh, a bit. Yeah. But Get very samey. This one looks interesting. I'm looking forward to it. This is one of those in the flavor of they're bringing back a lot of the original like oh, Jurassic yeah, Park heard. 1 actors right. or reprising roles. I like that trend, seeing, yeah. seeing older actors reprise their roles later in life. I think it's neat, so mm-hmm. I'm see that. And what I'm most excited about looking forward to is something I pre-ordered over a year ago, the A500 Mini, the tiny Amiga 500. Oh, they put out, just like they did the tiny Nintendo and the right. tiny Sega and all those things. Commodore 64, they did one for the Amiga. And it's a little box that has a bunch of games packed on it, has a mouse that looks like an old Amiga mouse. But plus, it's running Amiga emulation, so you can add your own stuff to it. I can't wait to play with this. (laughs) Not that I couldn't play emulated Amiga stuff now, but this little toy has just rekindled my (laughs) memories of Amiga. I know George just dug a bunch of Amiga stuff out of his closet that he forgot he had. And and, uh, it's Amiga time for me. That's supposed to arrive estimated June 1st, but shortly. Within uh, within a few days of this, I should have it. Okay, so soon. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it's right around the corner. So I'm looking forward to that. A lot of stuff on the horizon. Before we exit this show, I do want to take just a second to tell you guys, remember we did the uh, the special fourth listener feedback episode all about the uh, 80s movie soundtracks, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one of the things in there, we had uh, fourth listener Marcus. He gave us a penalty, a one penny penalty. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was so upset with us. I think he, uh, th- there wasn't us. I think it was you. He gave you okay. the tax. It, it was, yeah, I, I, was, I was, try- was, John, I was right? trying to yeah. deflect, but it was mostly <laughs> me. He was upset with. <laughs> we did say, please reconsider. I'm happy to tell that Marcus has reconsidered that one penny penalty and he not only returned his Patreon pledge back to $35, but he pushed it all the way up to an unprecedented $50 and one penny. Wow. (laughs) Making him now our top Patreon contributor by one cent above anyone else. (laughs) Amazing. Marcus, we're blown away by your continual support. Thank you so much. Not only did we get the penny back, we got a promotion. So we did our job. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) We appreciate you and anyone who chooses to support us financially, whether it be over on Patreon, whether it's over on YouTube as a member, or clicking that little thanks button below any video over there. It all adds up to really keep the gas in the tank for us. So, so grateful for you. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of this show. We'll be back in two weeks with another one, but next week, as you're well aware, is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. It's another movie backtrack. It is again the 40th anniversary of a beloved Gen X film, E T the extraterrestrial. 40 years, holy cow. Mm. 40 years. <laughs> We're going to dig into the history of, the characters, the talent, the legacy of this film that's now 40 years old. Uh, you don't want to miss that one. We hope you'll join us for that. So until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. A fourth listener, it is you. We all three appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no Don't you know that you're a grown
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Well, I probably shouldn't say tease that we're going to Stranger Things, should I? Well, it's funny because we think we are. Should I? Leave it. Just, just yeah. you know what? Fuck them. Let them, yeah. let them show up and find out we didn't do it. That's fine. <laughs> what are you, sue us? That's fine. Sue us. All right, if I've. We'll do it next time. Three. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.